Market View on Money FM 89.3. All right, we've got Nicholas Mark back on the line, head of research and consultancy from ERA Real Estate, talking about the latest report from the Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies at the National University of Singapore. They said that rising interest rates, growing inflationary pressures, as well as an impending increase in the housing supply here could create headwinds for homeowners. So we're talking to Nicholas today, this evening. Nicholas, we mentioned earlier that this perhaps should not have come as a surprise, but nevertheless, how can the impact be mitigated? And you were just telling us about that. So please continue. Yes. Well, it really depends on the gearing and the number of properties owned by each household or the, the investors themselves. If let's say they are only the their primary residence is the loans is mostly paid down and they are investing in another a second property and they have a steady job, a steady income. They can even if interest rate were to rise, they can use part of the money from their income to pay off the to pay the mortgage of the second property. So in other words, they are not that highly geared. The second re- the second thing is that in Singapore, I think after the lessons of the uh, Asian financial crisis and, and other financial crisis, the government has actually implemented certain safeguards and some of them can be a bit conservative like for example the total debt servicing ratio which are and also other types of gearing measures that basically ensures that the buyers are not uh, and borrowers are not fully they're not highly geared and that actually they have actually put in buffers for any uh, increase in interest rates and so on. But of course, you might not be able to save all the people. There are still some people that might be highly geared and they could be uh, the ones that might be facing more risk. Mm. The thing is, with the rate of interest rate increases that is expected moving forward, are the ones who are protected or used to be protected before because of the various provisions in place even going to be protected? I mean, it sounds like it could be kind of unprecedented. Several banks in Singapore, for instance, have suspended fixed rate home loan packages, which offer a flat interest rates. Mortgage advisors who were polled by the Business Times also said that mortgage rates here could be raised by three times this year. So what's the real impact you expect to see on the property market as a whole as a result? Well, usually when interest rates uh, rise, it will impact not just the property market, but also the equity market and even the bond market. So what we might see is that some investors, especially those who have not committed to a property yet, they may weigh uh, other types of investment options, whether to buy buy a property or to perhaps uh, invest in other types of securities or sometimes even they may even contemplate buying overseas because I think one of the issues right now is that the additional buyer stamp duty even for Singaporeans are very high at 17%. So some Singaporeans are also think exploring investing in overseas properties. So property is still popular with Singaporeans even if they are not located locally. Mm. Uh, to what extent are you already seeing an uptick and what sort of uptick do you expect in the short to medium term in terms of buying property overseas? Well, the, the the problem with overseas property statistics is that it, there's no single, nobody is really, at least it's not published. Uh, maybe the mm. Singapore government is monitoring it, but the information is very difficult to come by uh, because we don't know how many Singaporeans are actually buying overseas properties and um, where are they buying and how much are they putting their money in uh, there. But Singaporeans interested in properties in Australia, Canada, in Japan, usually the more developed economies, but they are still I think 
by and large, they still prefer Singapore properties because it is something that, and, and rightly so, because if you want to invest in properties, you need to be very familiar with the market. And I think most Singaporeans, well, they are mostly homeowners, they would be familiar with the properties here. Mm. Well, more units are slated for completion for the rest of this year all the way to 2024. How might this change the equation? The completion of new homes actually has been a supply chain disruption in the construction industry. So there's a bit of pent-up supply that might come online next year. And But these are all projected to alarm about. What is happening is that there was some disruption in the supply of new homes over the last two years because of the pandemic and uh, supply chain disruption. So we might see a, a bit of a surge in uh, supply in next year when the construction industry goes back on the more even queue. But I think is that we should not be a bit too alarmed by the completion that will be coming online because the in a typical year, the number of units completed can range anything from 2,000 to 20,000 uh, units over the last 10 years. So what we are going, to, what we are going to see the number of units coming being completed in the next three years is actually pretty much within the normal range. Mm. The thing is, let's not forget that there's also a possibility of a recession. So, what's your outlook on the magnitude of the impact this might have in terms of property investments, or you know, maybe buyers just getting in earlier and doing it fast because they want to lock in mortgage rates ahead of further rate hikes? Yes. Well, typically when we have an economic recession, it depends on both the magnitude and the duration of the recession. The longer it is, the worse, the, the bigger the magnitude, of course, the worse the impact on, uh, on all the markets of all risky assets. But it also presents sometimes a buying opportunity. So when you have a recession, that's sometimes the best time to uh, buy certain assets, including real estate. Uh, I, but uh, I think a recent poll by um, Bloomberg News of economists found that most economists feel that there wouldn't be a recession this year. There might be one. There's a less than 50% chance that there could be a recession next year. But it depends on how tight the monetary policies is, that is going to be implemented. I think central banks around the world do want to raise interest rates uh, or tighten monetary policy to control inflation. But they don't want to tighten it to the point where there is a recession. So it's just just enough, but not too much. You know, trying to find yeah, a good yeah. lock zone. It is a tightrope that they're walking and of course uh, the risk always remains and remains to be seen as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the property cooling measures. A lot of people still talk about the round of measures that was introduced last December. To what extent do you expect measures to be tweaked or maybe even more cooling measures or fewer cooling measures, considering that we are in a market that is in flux right now. Yes. Well, two weeks ago, there was a tweak in the cooling measures when the government uh, introduced the EPSD on trust. That's uh, right. Yes, and, and that is, uh, I, I see it as a kind of a follow-on, a follow-up on what was implemented in December last year. So the government could still make certain adjustments going forward if they, they deem it necessary. Um, but what we have already seen is that uh, transaction volume actually normally dips. Might. It might dip for 
one to three quarters, usually after a round of cooling measures. But it also depends on the economic growth at that time. And then after that, pe- people will start to get used to the cooling measures or they would adjust to the cooling measures and return to the market because by and large, a majority of the buyers are owner of the buyers. And we also see that about above 80%, 80 to 85% of the buyers are Singaporeans. And they will be, usually they are the ones who will find ways not to pay the ABSD, either by selling mm. the existing property before buying the next property. So what we are, the, the market has changed where we are now going to see more Singaporeans and locals in the home buyers. And that is one of the results of the cooling measures. Right. I also want to talk about this other report that your firm actually released saying that landed residential property in Singapore will soar in value, having appreciated at the fastest pace in the past 10 years in 2021. So there are several factors propelling this. What are the key ones? Well, we say that it will rise, but we didn't say that it will will fall. Uh, We say that yes, appreciated, yes, um, by uh, fastest pace in the last 10 years. Yep, correct. One of the one of the reasons for is propelling this is actually number one, the desire for more space for bigger homes due to the pandemic and the work from home culture. Number two is that the white collar workers, uh, the working professionals, and so on, the people who can afford the more expensive homes, their income are less affected by the blue collar workers or those in certain industries like hospitality and so on during the pandemic. And as a result, they are able to afford the more expensive homes like landed properties. And thirdly is that in Singapore, in landed properties, over 90% of the buyers are Singaporeans. And this, the buyers, they are able to, they don't have to pay ABSD, they, they can structure their purchase in such a way. And as a result, they know that in this case, Singapore, buying a landed homes is quite difficult. Yeah, it's quite difficult to find. And the supply is also very limited. So all this is propelling the prices of um, tender properties. You believe that actually the prices will appreciate by an estimated 9 to 15% just this year. Why exactly? Well, what we have seen is that over the last one year, it has already appreciated. Last year, it has already appreciated by 13.3%. 13.3% and looking at the purchase, the, the rate of um, price appreciation in the normal range. Um, the other reason is that the prices of the demand is also very strong uh, for some of the new launches. Like for example, there are some, the, the launches by, of Piccadilly Grand two weekends ago and also this coming weekend there's a new launch. There is, it's been oversubscribed. That means the number of buyers who are willing to submit their check is greater than the number of units in the development. So this buying momentum is, will spill over to the landed property market as well. And I think that uh, there are also this the group of landed property buyers. They, they believe that, well, if you can buy a home which comes with the land title, it's something that you can also pass on to your children. And I, that is another another factor that is uh, fueling this demand for landed properties. Yeah, sounds like it for sure. Okay, so in a nutshell, Nicholas, your outlook moving forward on the private home market. What do you see as the major things that investors should be looking out for, also considering the current economic climate and rising interest rates? Well, I think that um, one thing that the risk that is uh, more certain is actually rising interest rates. 
the TDSL computation actually uh, used the implied interest rates of 3.5% per annum. So we are not there yet. So that uh, using that, I think for home buyers, just be prepared that uh, interest rates could go up and you might want to factor in uh, perhaps a worst case scenario, 3.5% interest rate or, or 4% and see whether or not you are able to continue to service the, the, the loan. Uh, number one. In other words, don't overgear. And secondly is that the choose carefully because I think with all these cooling measures and so on, you don't want to buy a property where later on within the next three three years after purchasing, you might be forced to sell because most people wouldn't want to pay the seller's stamp duty and that is still in force. So choose carefully. Uh, there are still opportunities out there, but uh, look before you leap. All right. Thank you very much for that, Nicholas. Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Real Estate. Thanks for joining us and stay safe and take care, Nicholas. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.